What's up? Welcome into the lounge. We're here to talk about college prospects. If you haven't already, check me out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Roto Lounge. Trying to do some good things over there. Uh, I am going to really focus when these pro days come. I'm going to really focus on getting some YouTube content out there. I really want to get um, step up my YouTube game. Uh, I want to make some videos and I want to have them talk about data real quick film. I have a new Telestrator tool, so I'm going to look at uh, film, break that down with a Telestrator. And then once I have those athletic measurables from the pro days, I can start doing comps. I can do worst case scenario, best case scenario according to the model. You don't want to miss that. Last year, I, I think we had Justin Jefferson was compared to, to Diggs. We had, um, I don't remember. You have to check out rotolounge.com. I have my 2020 rankings with the comps. I'm going to have that again this year. That, that might only be for the Patreons. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to make sure that they have the best tools to help them win in their rookie drafts and their redrafts. So I might just have comps available for for the patrons maybe a few of the, the top guys in the class i'll do some comps but we'll see we'll see what happens listen i'm drinking i'm going to do this live uncut we don't have time to edit we just want to go straight to it so if i screw things up just bear with me i got some john coltrane in the background so enjoy this what i'm going to to start with tonight i'm going to get on some jack daniels single barrel select but the Eric Church edition. Eric Church uh, got with uh, Master Distiller, I think, and they picked out some some barrels for this. And I am going to try it for you real quick. Oh, that was a nice pop right there. Let's see what we got here. Now, also on my YouTube, I'm going to be doing the bourbon collection videos. Like I said, I want to really really up my YouTube game, get some uh, content over there, get some exposure over there. I'm going to do some bourbon collection and I'm going to do this Jack Daniels one because we all drink Jack Daniels. When we were younger, we drank Jack Daniels. Everybody knows who Jack Daniels is. So that that you find at your bar with the Jack and Coke, that's like an 80 proof, an 80 proof Oh, I don't even know what to call it. You cannot drink that straight. That's why you mix it with Coca-Cola so you can't taste it. You just basically have sugar with it. But this single barrel stuff, this this is some good stuff. This this will make you think about Jack Daniels like you've never thought about it before. When I smell this, I smell cherries. I smell like cotton candy. It's really good. Really good on the nose. Let's go in for a taste. Mm. Oh, that tastes like fruity wood, like the barrel. I got the barrel first thing, and then the middle of the tongue, I got the, the fruit. Started getting sweet. Like 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 natural fruit, but it's got like a little sugar to it. So they're almost like strawberry, but when you put sugar on strawberries and it starts to make that, that gelatin on it. Oh, this is good. This is good. One more. Mm, it's almost got like a brown sugar sweetness. Brown sugar and fruit. And wood. And this is very good. Comes at 94 proof. 
I don't think you can find this Eric Church edition anymore. And I know Jack Daniels does some single barrels now. So I don't know how they compare, but if they compare similar, I'm going to have to definitely get me, get myself a Jack Daniels single barrel regular edition. All right, into the fantasy football. You know, I don't know if you like listening to the whiskey part or the fantasy part, but I enjoy doing both. So hopefully you do too. But the fantasy content is what's going to help you win. And the bourbon content is going to help you know what to drink when you lose. All right. That's why we do bourbon and fantasy football. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So right now we're going to talk about Deami Brown. I'm going to tell you from the beginning, the data model likes Deami Brown. Is it Deami Brown? Deami Brown? Deami Brown? The, the model likes him. I won't tell you how well because the pro days are coming up. So we'll see what his athletic measurables look like. And then we'll see what exactly the data model thinks of Deami Brown. But I'll talk about what I think of him right now based on a little data, a little film. And we'll go from there. How about that? So Deami Brown was born November 1st, 1999. Six foot tall, 185 pounds. As a freshman, uh, he entered the season as 18 years, nine months of age, right? Seeing that what his birthday was. He was a four-star coming out of high school. He was the eighth-ranked athlete, not wide receiver, but the eighth-ranked athlete in his class. That means he's a playmaker. He went to West Mecklenburg High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. And first, we're going to get into the data piece as far as his production and market share because we want to generate a dominator rating and also generate that breakout age remember breakout age is considered the age at which you hit 20 percent of your team's offense and what age you were at the beginning of that season so let's get into that as a freshman he was 18.9 years of age like i said he only played nine games, had 17 receptions. Ooh, yuck. I don't have my sound effects tonight, but that would be like, uh-uh. 173 yards as a freshman. Clearly, he didn't receive a lot of the targets. <laughs> so that gave him, well, the team had 196 completions that year, and they had 2,149 passing yards that year. So that gave Deami Brown an 8% market share of the completions and an 8% market share of the yards. Does that sound like my does that sound like my uh, sound effect machine? I don't have a sound effect machine. I just download the sound effects, but you get the point. All right, next season sophomore, age 19.9, played 12 games. Had 51 receptions, 1,034 yards. All right. And as a team, they had 259 completions for 3,641 yards. That means his reception market share was 20%. Ding, 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 ding. And his yardage was a 28% m- percentage market share of that offense so ding 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 
he reached 20%. That means he created his breakout age. Breakout age unlocked. That was at 19.9 years of age. Deami Brown's breakout age as a sophomore. 20% of the receptions. 28% of the yards. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we want to see. As a junior. Last year he was 20 years old. 9 months 11 games, 55 receptions, 1,099 yards. That's back-to-back 1,000 yards. His team had 219 completions and 3,352 yards. That means that De'Ami Brown registered a 25% of the team's receptions and 33% of the team's yards. Yes, ding, 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 ding. Anything over 30% is excellent. Well, not excellent. It's really good. Anything over 40% is excellent. Anything over 50% is superhuman so 33 percent is really good so we take all those numbers we divide it by three his freshman season real he really killed him right only 17 catches 173 yards he clearly played but was not part of the offense so that's really going to bring down his market share of his career which you know is his dominator rating so like i mentioned in other episodes we look for, or I look for, 26% or higher, uh, you know, indicates that the wide receiver has the potential to be a team's number one wide receiver or and a high caliber contributor. So we like that. Anything between 20% and 25% indicates, you know, a mid-level talent with situational upside. You know, you're talking about top 12, top 24 type guys. Not that elite, you know, stud that we might anticipate. So in anything less than 20% is a red flag. Well, he had a 17.66% of the team's offensive receptions for his career. And he had a 23% of the team's offensive yards. So we add those together, divide them by two. That gives us a career market share of 20.33%. Whoa, that is so close to a red flag because 20% down to 19.99999% is a red flag. He had 20.33, so barely above the threshold, but it still indicates that the threshold is still a really good receiver by my standards, right? It's not... If you're below the threshold, you're just like the worst of the worst. It's you're going to be probably good, maybe a little, you know, under what people expected. You're still going to be decent, but we're looking for 20, 25 percent because that's going to be a good fantasy football contributor and a really good player on the team. So 20, 25 percent is nothing to to laugh at. He had a 20.33. So we really do like that. We just don't want to get into the red flag zone for for any prospect. All right, so we talked about the breakout age. That is, like I mentioned, the age at the beginning of the college season when they first posted that dominator of 20%. 19.9 years of age. So we like that. You know, most times 20 years or less is good, but definitely want to be under 22. 21, you know, it's okay. We're not going to judge a player if he has a old breakout age we just want to at least have one and make sure it's under 22 years of age all right let's talk about his film love watching film i want to tell you guys i got a program that lets me use a telestrator and kind of draw on plays 
I'm getting the hang of it. So I think I'm going to test it out in my, my quick YouTube videos. Try to do like one, two, three plays. I don't know if I'll do like a strength and a weakness or, or whatever, but just have some fun drawing on that thing. Uh, so when I'm watching Deami Brown, you know, one thing he does is he excels at getting deep. He is an absolute deep threat. All right. He is going to stretch defenses at the next level. He is going to be that go-to guy when you want to send someone deep. And the one thing that I that I noticed is that makes him such a good deep threat is not only is he fast, but when the ball's in the air, he does a very good job of tracking it. And so he can use that speed to separate. And then when the ball's in the air, he can find it. He can go get it. So that's going to make him, and it has made him a successful deep threat uh, receiver at North Carolina. You know, he averaged, I didn't mention this earlier, he averaged, I believe, 20 yards per reception in 2020. That just means he's getting the ball at least 20 yards down the field on most of his receptions. That shows that he is a deep threat. Uh, you know, so that is going to be his probably his role at the NFL level. And, and there are players that can do that. We want to see him improve on some areas, which is going to make him a better all-around player. But let's start. Let's keep talking about his strengths. You know, when he's on the field, he gives really good effort as a blocker. He is interested in football. He's interested in helping the team out. He, he there some prospects I've watched already. If they're not getting the the football, they are not blocking. They are not interested. They're just on the field waiting for the coach to call their name. Not Deami Brown. He is out there trying to to block, help, do everything he can to win. So we like that. He's very physical with defenders. You know, he'll they'll keep his hands on him. You've seen those receivers that just keep your hands on him all day, and they end up defensive backs get ticked off, and they start trying to fight and slap and hit. He's that type of guy. He's going to be physical with the defenders, and you know he didn't. He wasn't asked to do it a lot. You know, some of his short intermediate routes, he wasn't asked to do that a lot. But when he went across the middle, to me, he just seemed like he didn't give a damn. Like, he was just like, hit me. I don't care. Like, he did not show any fear when going across the middle. I did like that uh, when he did that. I like I like seeing that from him. Uh, another thing is we talk about him being a deep threat. And when I'm watching his plays, and maybe we'll look at this when we do his film, but his releases off the line of scrimmage are fire man he he knows how to use his feet his releases are very good to get off the line of scrimmage and that's going to be good at the next level because if a db feels like he's going to get burned by your speed what he's going to do is he's going to come up and try to jam you and and keep you close to him and hopefully knock off the timing of the route so he's not going to get burned so the thing about the is though when when dbs try to press him and come up on him he's going to be able to get away from them and and that's going to be very good at the next level because a db thinks that he's going to be able to slow diami down but his footwork's going to allow him to get past him and then at that point it's over with uh his speed is going to you know allow him to win a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups at the nfl level uh he is you know i mentioned at the top of the episode he was coming out of high school ranked as an athlete and you can tell because he's a very dynamic playmaker once the ball's in his hands. He is exciting, and I think he's going to be exciting at the next level. Uh, let's talk about some weaknesses real quick before we, we get off tonight. I think, so he's six foot 185. I think he needs to bulk up a little bit. I think that 
the stronger he gets, it's going to allow him to kind of create separation from a defensive back if, if they are uh, jammed or as the ball's in the air. Using that upper body strength is going to allow him to, to separate from that defensive back. So I, I, I'd like to see him bulk up a little bit. You know, his route running is suspect. He definitely did a lot of out and ups, uh, deep balls. I mean, he is the guy who they want to utilize his speed to win. And, you know, his route running needs some improvement. I think that he can separate using his speed. But when you are doing those short intermediate routes, can he create that separation with moves and, and able to get off of a defender in, in short area of the field uh, and not just use his you know top line speed? Uh, I want to see him improve on his route tree. And if he does that, if he can improve that, I think he's going to, you know, really be a complete wide receiver right now. I think he might be majority one trick pony and that might be for one or two years or, you know, depending on how hard he wants to work. Uh, but once he starts working on that route tree and can separate at every level of the field, I think that's when you're really going to see De'Ami Brown break out and meet his, his expectation. It might take him a year or two. Uh, you know, third year breakout was a thing. So if Diami Brown comes in and you invest in him and I advise you to invest in him, it might take a while. It might not be year one like it was Justin Jefferson, like it's going to be Jerry Judy, like perhaps Brian Edwards. You know, it might not happen year one. So we got to remember that going in. I think that um, he needs to prove this is going into the, the earlier one. I think he needs to prove that he is more than just a deep threat. And, it you know, it could take take a while for him to learn the nuances at the NFL level. And I think that if he does that and if he improves his route running, I think he can be a really good wide receiver at the next level. We're talking about a wide receiver one at the next level, a guy that I really want to see what his speed is, his vert, his broad, that's going to show me his explosiveness. And I'm excited about him. I really like De'Ami Brown. You know, I will say when I ran these numbers in the model early, early on, it spit out De'Ami Brown's name, and I'm like, I don't really know who that is. So I contacted my guy, Austin, over at Devi Dietz Campus to Canton. Devi Dietz, I said, hey, tell me about De'Ami Brown, and, you know, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's do a podcast. So you can find a podcast with Devi Dietz on here. Actually, that, that actually, no. That piece was for the patrons. That piece we did not make public. So the cat is out of the bag. I've had too much Jack Daniels. The model identified De'Ami Brown as a t guy we want to target. So Debbie Dietz and I talked about it for the patrons. So if you're not a patron, you are not getting the inside information. The news that's going to help my followers that are having rookie drafts now get players like De'Ami Brown when no one really talks about him. If you want that inside information, if you want to stay a step ahead of your competition, check out my patron page. Uh, patreon.com slash roto lounge i'm gonna try to provide all that stuff that you need that's gonna lead into redrafts and dynasties and we're just gonna stack our squad so that's really all i got for you tonight diami brown north carolina if he goes before the first three rounds we're all in on diami brown he's got to go within the first three rounds of the nfl draft that's where roughly 80 to 90% of all the hits 
come in the first three rounds of NFL drafts. If your guy is getting drafted after the third round, it might be time to give up hope. And we'll talk about that in the Patreon. I'm going to talk about when you got to draft these players. When they're drafted at the NFL level, what to expect. Because history shows us if you're not drafted within the first three rounds and you're a wide receiver, chances are slim to none you aren't going to make it. So we need De'Ami Brown to go in the top three rounds. And it will be go time, baby. Full go time. Appreciate you stopping into the lounge. I'm going to finish my Jack Daniels. You finish what you're drinking on. And you won't hear from me again until I pop the YouTube videos. I might not even have a podcast until those are all done. So we'll see how that works. Maybe I'll pull the audio and and set up podcast. But if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe on YouTube at Roto Lounge or follow me on Twitter. I'll post links on Twitter. That's where you're going to want to get all the content moving forward. The YouTube quick hitters, data, film, comps. You got it. The rest is going to go to the Patreon. So if you don't get it on YouTube, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a podcast. The patrons are going to get the information and I'm going to do the YouTube videos. I'm going to post those on the Patreon so they make sure they see them. All right. Maybe I'll put it in written form. But so follow me on the social media platform if you want to get some information. All right. Anyways, again, I appreciate you for John Coltrane, for your boy, Brad Starks. This has been Roto Lounge.